0: I don't read his sub stack, but it seems like he has like another. No, game. you don't. What? 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 I don't
1: pay the. What? <laughs> I don't. I have. What? Oh. James.
0: I pay for. I don't know. Do you pay for. Am I. <laughs> does anyone here pay for a Substack? I don't. Hell no. No. <laughs> Fuck no. I, no. I no. do not. I don't, no. e- I don't either. No. And there's even journalists that I like. Nope. Sure. I feel guilty for not paying for their sub
2: no, but, right. I mean the, they they have a few token like right headed people yeah. on there, but it's mostly just like a libertarian backed uh, thing. Yeah, tank. yeah,
0: that's the people that they brought you know, up.
2: They're, they're half a, they're half in the bag for for fascism. So it's like I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
2: hey, right. speaking about half in the bag, we should talk about get back Beach, because uh, and yeah. that has been it's. James has been wanting to talk about this for... Um, I have.
0: Like it's, this was my... F- two months? Two months. It's oh. my favorite thing of t- 2021.
1: Is it really? In, uh, oh, easily. Need. Like Yeah. yeah I, it I, felt like it was your favorite yeah, thing yeah. of the... Well, the decade just started, I guess, but...
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was real nice. I really liked it. Um, so, I mean, I guess everybody's talked about it now. And it's old,
1: but... Um, well I don't I think
2: we yeah, should still cover yeah, it. I think I, I wanna talk I, about it.
1: it. I, I don't really let that to. stop you because the stuff we've talked about I haven't <laughs> been able to edit because all my free time is holding the baby. So uh There you go. <laughs> so we're a little behind on most things. You gotta learn that one handed editing technique. Uh
2: yeah. They're gonna get some good they'll get the good oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I have a lot of I, I watched it um recently you've watched
0: it i've watched it mostly twice you've watched it recently and you haven't watched it right i
2: have not watched a second of it i'm sorry so i'll just sit back he could be our audience yeah. s- mm-hmm. surrogate if he's got any questions mm-hmm. that the audience might have he you know it's 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 kind of, sometimes it's kind of nice to have somebody who hasn't seen something that way they can ask these questions yeah. you know about about it.
1: that's true yeah yeah like if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, don't feel like there's spoilers here because well, you might, but I haven't seen it either, so we're we're on the same page. Phantom listener.
2: <laughs> well, I mean it's spoiler for a of a, a 50-year-old uh, you know band. Yeah.
1: You mean the Beatles <laughs> broke up? Right. Sorry. <laughs> spoilers.
2: <laughs> so, what it is is it's Peter Jackson had what was it 30 hours or 30 plus hours of this failed documentary. Yeah. Lot of hours. And Michael Lin- Michael Lindsay Hogg, who is the bastard son of Orson <laughs> Welles.
0: Literally. Like go look it up. He even mentions Orson in the doc. Like when mm-hmm. I was with yes, Orson.
2: He <laughs>
1: but he can't say dad. Yes. Sad he, yes. Sad boy. Yes.
2: I mean he sounds he sounds like uh Orson Welles on Helium. Yes, he does. <laughs> he That's does sound sounds like
0: like, a, like an imper like uh like uh uh, what was the two imp- the impersonate the Animaniacs that did the Orson the Pinky and the Brain? Yeah, yeah, Pinky. Yeah, he sounds like a like a little higher pitched version of Pinky. <laughs> <laughs>
2: brain was yeah, yeah. Brain. brain yeah brain. 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 yeah. Brain. yeah. Brain. 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 Yes. So anyway, Michael Lindsay Hogg was 28 years. He's like the same exact age as Paul McCartney and John mm. Lennon. He was 28 years old, and he was a TV director, and he. uh you know, had this deal to make a documentary with with Apple Corps, the the uh, Beatles uh, mm. company, and so they were going long to story come short, in and re-
0: re- rehearse all the songs and perform them at the end. Well,
2: they were going to, right? They had a Ringo was going at the end of the month, in like February first, nineteen sixty nine. Ringo was gonna go shoot a movie. Mm. Okay, so he was like caveman? unavailable as their drummer, maybe. <laughs> and no, it was the the No, it was the Magic Christian oh, with Peter Sellers.
0: Oh, where they were filming so, it? On
1: the, yeah, yeah, I never heard of that movie, but I heard a caveman.
2: So
0: <laughs> now you'll you'll learn about so it in on. The dog.
2: On January first, on January first is like the first day of this project, and they have a studio booked. And um, like a move, like a television mm-hmm. studio booked. And the idea was, is the documentary crew would film the Beatles writing from scratch 14 new songs or for- <laughs> writing or, you know, arranging old songs or mm-hmm. whatever. They were going to have to come up with 14 songs a f- a full LP. in 30 mm-hmm. days and record them live as a live album. So, like, on January 1st, okay, what songs do we have that we could do? And so they dig, they dig in into their, like, bag mm. from when they were literally 15 years <laughs> yeah. old. I think and the one after 909 like nine is, like, the first a, song. One o- Which one? John yeah, wrote. one after uh, 909. One after 909 is, like, the first song John Lennon wrote. Eh? Uh, okay. Yes. With Paul. With, with Paul, Paul yeah. it's the first one that they wrote together. And so they dig out some of these old ones and, like, you know, figure out the arrangements for them. And so there's a catch. They haven't played live in, like, three years or two years.
0: And they mostly eat each and other. And
2: they all hate each other. Yeah, yeah. And they're on their last—they're on each other's last yeah. nerves. Except for Paul and John, who are obviously— Still on good terms, I
0: think, I think, yeah, because like, I mean, I think because they're in love,
2: they had the most fun. <laughs> I, think, I
0: yeah. think that the white, yeah. I mean, like, I think that was like, I've never seen such a representation of such a like a like how much affection two ostensibly straight men have for each other <laughs> it, and seeing that, yeah, yeah,
1: it's it's real what all what what it, Tolkien was talking about in Lord of the Rings, except. Everybody now assumes that Sam and Ferdinand were gay, but it's all about camaraderie and blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, love,
0: yeah,
2: they were Sorry. real. Yeah, I would say that we, mm. it was probably like a like that sort of Tolkienesque mm. idea of like mm-hmm. fellowship. That's when you start yes.
0: realizing that John was a little older than Paul, and so I think that maybe Paul had some like brother like idealizing. What?
2: I thought, I thought they no, were the same year. like the same they were, a couple,
0: Emma, I think, oh shit.
2: No, because Paul George says, is 13. and Yeah, uh, George is the George, youngest. George was 13, and John and Paul were the same age, and Ringo was older than all of them.
0: Yeah, I knew Ringo was older. Because Paul McCartney was born at 42.
2: He was born at 40, so he's two years older. So John is two years older yeah, than Paul? Yeah, John is two years older than Paul.
0: So and I need and I think that there was like that was like a brother like they were tight but I think that like I think that like he was really young when he met Paul like Paul was like like 15 well I mean Paul
2: actually had an older brother who shows up in the in the movie <laughs> yes yes. And I got to tell you, I'm not going to dog on any of the McCartneys, but Paul really got the looks. Oh, he did. For, and like <laughs> that did. family. Man, talk about all the
0: vortex of all the talent and and looks that could possibly get put under one thing. Like that
2: voice, oh Paul McCartney's voice. Yeah. Can you believe? God like, damn it. I mean, it just fuck.
0: It, man, at the height of his power, everything. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so he's 28 when he – he's 28 almost – he hasn't quite turned 29 when Jesus they filmed man. this. He's almost
0: palpably frustrated. He's so – he's being so creative and he can't get it all out. Well, yeah. And he's – yeah, like he's so const-
2: – Well, yeah. so a lot of the contention at the beginning of the movie, the first third of the movie, is him directing George and oh, and – He's directing everybody, mm-hmm. essentially – just telling them what to play and how to play it and the idea behind the song. And he, it's all reluctant. Mm -hmm. It's just because he's got so much creative power and he's trying to like channel it and not be a a bossy asshole at the same time. But like, he's like, he's right. Everything he's saying is right. And that's, he actually, he conjures get that the song get back out of thin air, Mm -hmm. like in a morning on the fourth day I mean, just out, it's like one of the best Beatles songs, and he just, you just watch him live in real time, conjured. And in
0: fact, they, Peter Jackson, and there's a whole like conversation about how good Peter Jackson is with this, but like, he makes that the spine, like the writing of Get Back and like the feeling of it sort of makes all the way up to the culmination of playing the song on the roof. It's the through line. Yeah, yeah, it's the skeleton of this, of of Uh, these really, like really long. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, and George is like, and so you watch like all of this uh, because we all know when the documentary does a good job because there's no talking heads. This isn't like a talk. Like this is
1: just there's no Peter coming in and saying my friend my friend Orson's not here. No, it's all
2: fly on the wall. It's all footage that was shot Uh fly on the wall style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and almost no had, hagiography. Had, like
0: if you like you don't ha- nobody sucking the Beatles dicks. None. I mean everybody in the in the in this show is because they're the Beatles. Sure. But like the the, the doc the itself
1: isn't sucking. It's the dicks. just four people picked right. to live in a studio. What steps <laughs> happen? When things stop getting polite. Well, start getting mm-hmm.
2: uh real. <laughs> yeah. They they got the camera so pulled back mm-hmm. on them yeah. too. Is it? you could tell that eventually the Beatles got so used to being recorded all the time that they eventually did really let their guard down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There was some trepidation or there's some trepidation at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And then as time went on, they obviously got more comfortable with the camera.
0: I feel like there is some un Yeah. I think in that beginning when they're in the cold studio with all those multicolored lights, and they yeah. are miserable. And I, I, I mean, I think it's well documented that, that John Lennon was having quite a bit of substance abuse problems at this time. And that it is like, uh, like it, it's evident in that studio where I think later, like you get to see like, Oh, he's cleaned he's different. up. Yeah. Like they're, he's on a, yeah, he's cleaner. Mm. And, um, and, but he's nodding off at, at part. And, you, and that's when you start seeing the, the Yoko stuff. Maybe she was just there as like, she was not domineering or weird. I mean, it was weird that she was there. She's just a babysitter
1: for the most part.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like he was that far gone in the first stuff. Mm-hmm. And then and then it really comes alive when they move. And when like yeah. stop Needle and George. Oh uh, yeah. Oh. Uh. But yeah, that's what I was gonna say about the thing with George is that he's sitting on a mountain of songs. Yes. Like the best you know, one of the best albums in the world is the song he wrote the out you know, like not only all the stuff off of Abbey Road, uh, something here comes the sun, those songs are written. Yeah, but he's most of the songs off of All Things Must Pass are written and have been trying to get on
2: albums. Uh, oh no, Old Brown Shoe is like he may he writes Old Brown Shoe the night before on one of these di- and during this month. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah I mean George
1: used to be like like I mean the contrarian to me was like Nah, George's my favorite Beatle. I mean, but. <laughs> we we talked before like I've he, he he's great. Yeah, I mean nobody's shit talking. Yeah. yeah, the only one that's not great is just yeah. Ringo. he's we so great. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he's a great. You get to see what he, his special you get to see Ringo what is. his secret power is
0: and not He's just there for people, man. Yeah, yeah. Peace he's, and love, man. Peace mm-hmm. and love.
2: Here's the so, thing. He's a boron, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, let me say this I will I do want to dip in for a little bit for Ringo and on his creative side. Uh-huh. There are people who have been in bands their entire life and have not one of them ever written a song as good as Octopus's Garden. And he legitimately wrote (laughs) that. Okay. Okay? That's true. You will never take that
1: Don't You will never take Octopus's (laughs) Garden away from him. I love Octopus. Hey, I just was listening to Rafi sing Octopus's Garden for my kid just just last Mm. night. It's a great choice. And he
2: can... He he could sing better... He could sing better than me. Like, <laughs> right. he could sing better than, look, like... I lo-
1: look, I love Ringo. He could sing I'm better here, than, like, most I'm just saying out of people. all the bingo... All the bingos... All the Beatles... I'm just saying... We all know Ringo's the least talented.
2: Creative songwriting-wise, anyway. Sure. And I think... I mean, he would... He would he would cop to that to yeah. a certain... I'm sure yeah, he'd yeah, cop yeah. to that to a certain it's degree. It's not a he, secret
1: to anybody. Yeah, dogs know yeah. it.
2: But he's... <laughs> but he's definitely, like... One of the most talented bandmates, like lower. Oh, you you don't want the least talented bandmate of other bands. You need him there. You you, need a Ringo
1: there. Yeah, he's like the greatest. You can't uh, have the Beatles without a Ringo. Sorry, uh, whatever that fifth guy was. He's like the
2: greatest. Like (laughs) low, he's like the greatest. Like least valuable player ever. Mm -hmm. Like if you take the worst player on any team, he's like he's like (laughs) the best. Does, does sure, that make I can sense? See that, yeah. Like he's gonna, he's gonna beat out the worst band member of any band.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it is true. You know, being a good band member isn't always a, about writing the best songs. Yeah. And he was all about yeah, getting yeah, on that road. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was like a.
0: He was like he did. I think it also the guys had a, one of the sort of wonderful surprises of the documentary is that uh like they're all outside of being like obviously the biggest band in the world at the most creative they vi- they're surprisingly down to earth <laughs> like yeah. they're like they're not like so they're not really out of touch they're not like like if you were no. watching like then it's not like watching the real housewives or some shit like they're very like they're you know they're all just like i just want some toast and some you know and a coffee and later on get a beer and they're really like how low in potential like i saw
2: john move an amp yeah he was helping some stu like he was like you're john lennon at the height of your power and you're moving equipment from one studio to another you're saying you're saying that the Beatles jam Mio yeah. oh shit no. <laughs> yes they do
1: they they move their own shit they yes. they're great and, uh, and yes. they, uh, the Minutemen well they yeah. got mal
0: The wonderful mal uh oh yeah God. these great side characters but, uh, but um you you get to see all that stuff and I do think that that Ringo keeps some element of that in check because when they're like he's the first one to sort of poke a hole in a lot of the stuff by being just more like colloqu- like more you know like parochial mm-hmm. than them and uh and and I think it does keep them down to earth and it keeps John from being too weird or whatever um yeah, cuz by this point
1: they've already gone yeah. off to India and yeah the, yeah yeah I yeah. may talk
0: about that quite a bit
1: uh and
0: and that becomes
1: India's a yeah. big point of
0: contention uh, okay. mm. too because George that was legit with George George reg- legitimately changed mm. And
2: Like, that was his, that's his religion. They
0: went, yeah, like, and he came back and that was his, I mean, he was, I don't think he made a big deal about it, but he was a Hare Krishna. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, like, he had those dudes around. At one point, he has dudes I don't there. know,
2: was it Glenn? Yeah. Glenn, at, like, uh, Glenn, somebody sent, the Hare Krishnas sent George some flowers yes. or some food or something, mm-hmm. and and uh glenn or somebody was reading the card or something and they're like what's this from the from Harley Christmas? and then ringo's in R- R- ringo's like yeah and, he, and he's like and ringo just like unsolicited says i don't like them or I something like that I don't, I don't like
0: them. Like them. <laughs> no, i don't yeah. like them and so yeah, it pokes like a lot and, and yeah and so and i think that paul pretty much not into religion mm-hmm. it's pretty clear um and, and John, <laughs> how does John whatever. feel
2: about religion? I, I disagree. I think his, I think his religion was definitely um, being a living artist. I
1: don't know. I where would I? I don't. I haven't watched this, but I have no idea how John
2: Lennon feels about religion. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Imagine, I, imagine. I, I
1: can't imagine what <laughs> he thinks about religion.
2: <laughs> That's a big subtweet for George Harrison. You think? Um,
0: well, he does. He does say, "I don't believe in Krishna, in God." On, Yeah, all of these guys, man, God, they were in the because you think of like all of these great albums that are just within a year or two of getting released from this period. God, it's so, and you're just sitting there watching them, kind of like fight and have a good time, being legitimately good friends. Hmm. John Lennon is funny as shit. Like he's
2: just like you see why he was such a. Well, I actually thought Paul was funnier at times than I ever expected. Oh yeah, yeah, and
0: Paul. I can. Paul is. I I said this as I watched it, and I and I try to like. I try to like temper this, but I get these these feelings that Paul's the best boomer. Oh right, like they don't get better. They don't like. I think he's the real deal. Like all the way down. Like nobody says anything bad about Paul McCartney, and. And the only person that ever did dead. was the two people that he had the strongest
1: relationships with. That's <laughs> right. Like,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, literally his brothers, you know, yeah. like, it, not his real brother, but. <laughs> right. I mean, he raised. I, I like, he just did all of this stuff without, like. And. Like when he's there with Linda Eastman, and you're like, ah, oh, he's bringing his girlfriend around. He, yeah, the woman he was married to until she fucking died. Right, he adopted right. Adopted her kid. He was fucking. He put her in his band. He built his entire life around her. And then when she died, he was the most more the most saddest man for like twenty ten years. <laughs> like yeah, yeah like for a while. yeah. So like it is. It's and, and he you're watching him in this like channeling all this like like energy and all of this like artistic greatness. And, like, it's
2: I think it's that, so interesting. I think that I, what I, I would have... I really wish this came out when I was, like, 20 or 19. Oh, my God. Oh because, my God yeah. because I think it really informed me. There's a lot of stuff that I've discovered on my own uh-huh. by making stuff, right? Uh-huh. But I've actually seen over and over in this this... Anybody who wants to be an artist of any stripe should watch this yeah. because I think it shows what being... Uh, it demystifies mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. what goes in art. And one of the things that I I recognized in myself, there's a lot of it that I recognize in myself. Not to compare compare myself to like the greatness of sure, their output. I'm going to do that too, I'm, talking I mean. about, I'm talking about pro- <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna talk right.
1: about pro. I'm going to talk about this isn't but... a move. Yeah. This isn't a documentary just to watch about
2: making Beatles saws. It's like the it's about the songs, artistic
1: yeah. uh, process and everything.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that uh, I I strongly identified with is that when they're in the process of making something new how everything that they all their influences everything that they've already made mm-hmm. is like still sits with them right along like the entire time yeah and it's an, it's a, like their influences and what they just simply like what they grew up on mm-hmm. what uh, it's all there, bubbling beneath the surface, and that's how I feel whenever I'm making stuff, all the yeah. time. Like, but even like, even stuff that I've, like, you're still reconciling stuff, old songs that you say that you wrote a couple of years ago, your oldest songs, but still the songs that you just like mm. to play, mm. um, you know, all their imp- like all those great covers that they did, Hell yeah, but they were they would stop. They would stop to play these great songs,
0: just to and so the urge, to get the right core. Like I want a little bit, and like Paul would say, I want a little bit of this, and then he would play like the Chuck Berry or whatever. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And then like right, it's just right. a part of the language. It's not. It's like help them get to the point they need, and they're just how free flowing right. they are with that is real kind of right. cool. And that's yeah,
2: yeah, it's a real part of of when of making stuff.
0: There's a one point where George starts singing "I'll Be There," the Motown song. Oh yeah, yeah. Over "Get Back" and the chords, ch- like he's ch- and it's like cool, and they reject the idea eventually, but it's cool that he like he added that, like you know, like it sounded like a
2: mashup in real time. Yeah, it did.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was.
2: Yeah. It's like you almost watch George invent the mashup. Is what it sounded like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And
0: and the one of the things that he does that Paul does that I recognize in my that I try to recognize in myself and do more and more as I as I feel like I get a little better at, at writing. Is um, your con because he's trying. He's most he's famously struggled with the production of uh, Long and Winding Road. He's never been happy with that song ever. And and you see him that start... Well,
2: when you have Mal walk up to him and start asking him <laughs> s- stupid stuff to write down, right? And he's in the middle. And then, yeah, that was one of my favorite parts. Because you're watching the long and winding road in its infancy.
0: Yeah. He's just starting it. He's just got a melody. He just and... has chunks of it. Yeah.
2: And what it's like to have a chunk of something and wrestle with that chunk. And then never... Because, until until mm. it's a full thing. And
0: then there's later where... And I was just watching it like an hour or two before we started recording. And he's, it's more developed. They're like three days from recording it. And he, he needs to like tell them what to do and he's stuck on it. And at some point the greatest rock producer in history, Glenn Johns just walks up and goes, what do you want, Paul? (laughs) (laughs) And Paul goes, I can only hear it in my head. I can't like LA. and i and i'm like oh. that's that's the yes mm-hmm. cuz he has a vision and he's trying to lock on to the vision and not yeah. be distracted on it by and it's like this and eventually you have to give up or you find something that works but it's that commitment to to staying with it and john has that too like you can see where john comes off like a goofball but when it comes to his lyrics and stuff he gets real like like you can tell like the song is very like he 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 knows to take that seriously.
2: Well, here's the thing about that I learned about watching that documentary is that in the first drafts of all of these Beatles songs, they only have that first verse. Yeah. Oh yeah. They don't have <laughs> they Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time and time again you'll you'll you're you'll see them work something out and then get to the part where the second verse is, and these are songs that you've heard all your life, you know front and back, <laughs> you know that second verse, but they don't know mm-hmm. it yet. And it's mm-hmm. It's sort of frustrating and and like satisfying at the same time. But to see somebody, to see somebody throughout a process wrestle with a thing until it has a shape. And then once it has its shape, uh, you're happy with it to a degree. And that gives you the energy to move forward. I totally, totally relate to that.
0: Yeah. And take ideas after that point because you know what's important. I've got what is important into this. So now George can piddle with his fucking guitar for a minute and tell me like what do you want like and it was like yeah it was it was it was very interesting to watch him work and paul like yeah and it was just it was a great it was really really great and george's yeah it, it was just um what an interesting thing and I, I feel like it was put together really well by peter jackson mm-hmm. because i think that like you know he's a really obviously he's a <laughs> <laughs> notably creative person and um, and so like put that together like how much he put that together um, a- a- as a statement about artistic process
1: right almost
2: like I feel like that. yeah I think that's what it was and
1: I mean and this is kind of like you know he had his height with Lord of the Rings and people have been shit talking and everything he's done ever since then until this people are like this yeah. is masterful well, what can I say about it
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Also, big technological feat. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this gets talked about a lot. but This is a Facetune movie because it. Uh, Paul did win an argument over time blowing up sixteen millimeter to thirty five is not good. So, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so the film stock was horrible, mm-hmm. and so it went through some digital processing, but ultimately it went through like a Facetune
1: really what
0: yeah and i think it looks amazing and not only does it look am- no way
1: yes what oh wow so no one that's why we, nobody like well what cuz you know like the they they released a movie with this footage before and it sucked right yeah, uh yes they did
0: and it's real i mean we i've seen the
2: footage before i mean yeah yeah it's in all the docs i mean this yeah. yeah you the 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 footage is not all but, of no it. i didn't know that the, this this is like there's like AI face filling in this. I don't
0: know if it's AI or Weta. I mean, I assume he did it with Weta, which is like the the company he owns, I guess. But um, it is somewhat like there is a texture that I think is a text like a like a like an AI texture.
1: Right. I mean, this isn't his first documentary to go in and do digital re- fixing on shit. Yeah. So I mean, he's probably. Did he? What other docs have
2: has he done?
0: I think it looks incredibly. Not only does it look good, but it looks immersive. I mean, he did like I can, yeah, I can feel the rooms, like, and I feel like that adds shape and dimension to it that I really liked. And I don't, and not in a way that I felt like it was like distracting or like uh, Princess Leia type shit. Yeah, right. Yeah.
2: No, no, no. It was almost unnerving how. Uh, like the textures on the clothes. Yeah, like how, how high yeah. def they were,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I didn't know. I, I thought it. I thought they just like
0: it's kind of deep faked. You no, know? like yeah, like, and not only that, but there's apparently from an audio file perspective, a ton of digital isolation uh, recording because uh, uh, Orson Welles got a lot of footage, but he didn't know how to record audio for shit. Oh, yeah. And so a lot of that is a lot of crosstalk, and they had to do a lot of digital
2: isolationing
0: ah, and stuff like yeah. that.
2: Well, they did a masterful job of that. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean... It sounds so good. Because it's, it's all seamless. It doesn't look like... It doesn't look... Nothing looks weird or sounds weird. It, it all feels very organic. Huh. So this mm-hmm. is all very shocking to me. What? Yeah, you know, he yeah. did...
1: He did that. He did a World War One movie with like found like oh, yes. like they shall not grow old. He did in twenty eighteen, and I'm I'm sure that's sixteen millimeter at best that he colorized and made up, you know like oh a, man and up. Mm. I might watch it. that now yeah.
2: because this is so good. Yeah, I mean, I had no interest in that when it came out.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: The man, man's been breaking fucking like uh, like all of the big. Breakthroughs in these like digital shit. He's been the, he's, yeah, yeah, he's been the one. Except for that fucking sixty millimeter bullshit, he got stuck on.
1: Oh, the seventy millimeter but, for like, the all the stuff. stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. So
0: yeah, or not mil uh sixty frames a second. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the 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 uh,
1: hyperspeed or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah
0: but cool. yeah, no, uh and and uh, it be I yeah I I have a weird I guess I realized like the first book i ever really read was like about was a book my dad my dad's a big beatles guy so in some ways i'm like this is the family business but um he had a book that was like all of the songs of the beatles and all the information of the recording um so like I knew all of these characters before. I knew like obviously George Martin and all these people because I read that book when I was a kid and whenever I would l- and listen to the Beatles and so whenever I'd hear Hey Bulldog I'd go read mm-hmm. like about oh, about the, the re- yeah about the recording and the sessions hey and stuff. Yeah, yeah, Hey Bulldog's a great song. But like but uh yeah, and so when so I like I knew a lot of this stuff before. But watching, just watching them and watching them as a person older than them. Yeah. um, Yes. Like, it's kind of weird because you're, you know, you you know, yeah, you're 27. God damn it. These guys. Right. (laughs) You know, like I wasn't this at 27. Yeah, right. And so, and so you, but, um, shit, I lost my fucking train of thought here.
2: Um, <laughs> you talk about the book, and you were talking about how it was like your first book?
0: Yeah, yeah, well, oh yeah, yeah, and how it was recording, but how much it completely recontextualized the stuff that I always thought about the relationship of Paul, and I don't think I realized how tight they were. I thought they were much more I thought I think John was meaner, like I don't think I think I thought that John was just more hostile.
2: He yeah, and he definitely was yeah. not in this. No.
0: At all.
1: Yeah.
2: The thought I thought, like, with
1: this recording, I've, you know, I've heard about the Sessions and everything, yeah. that they were already on the outs when they started doing this. Yeah, and yeah. They weren't.
0: Apparently. This is a, I, I feel like. Or were they? Well, I, they're on the outs. Yeah, but they're. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah, yeah but it is, it, so. it's very, but I mean, like, it. it's not. But they,
1: do they hate each other? No.
0: No. no, yeah, and Paul is in love. They're, they're
2: they're just it's Paul is in love. It's just a It it's just. I mean, I just a, the
0: way he looks at him, the way they play together, and John is too. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, that's a mutual relationship. But how intense they were together.
2: Like it's you know it's 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 a well. I mean, they never reached. Neither one of them reached their creative heights. I mean, you could yeah. say whatever you want about their their creat- their their careers post Beatles, right. but they they well, never.
0: Simply, simply yeah. having a wonderful Christmas time. Come on. He did right.
2: that without John. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. The no. it, <laughs> Just kidding. It was, they're all very, like, normal. Yoko's normal. Yeah. Linda. Linda's actually the only weird one she, there. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, is she talking in an accent? Yeah. She's not British. She has, like, an affect. Like, I don't yeah. want to speak ill of the dead or whatever. Is but, she British
0: or is she American? Because her husband,
2: uh, the, I thought she was. I thought Linda Eastman was American. Maybe she. Oh, is.
1: did she Madonna that shit? <laughs> or, was she, or was she? Or
0: was she bike? Yeah, because she American photographer. Where was she born?
1: American sounds like. Born
0: <laughs> Scarsdale, New York. Maybe she was one of those transcontinent...
1: No, Jewish. She married a. She. Jewish. She. she, she, she
2: she she would that shit. Sounds like yeah. I think she she did. I think she did too. I, I it was yeah. weird sometimes. I'm like, what is she? T-
0: yeah, yeah. Her father was okay. So at the end, there's this like setup for a sequel that you know is not going to happen, where the, the 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 true seeds of the breakups are set when John takes this meeting with Alan Klein, the the Rolling Stones producer. And it goes on because they clearly don't have a manager. That's why they're falling apart is Brian Epstein had killed himself two years ago and they had just recorded like, they just had a a, a busy two years Mm -hmm. and they, no one was there to be their boss. And so shit just wasn't happening. And they was making mountains of money, but they felt like they were getting fucked over and all this shit. And so it was coming together. They needed a manager and John got wooed by Alan Klein.
2: Yeah, he totally did.
0: Yeah, who's the American producer of the or manager. Yeah, he even admits to it. Yes. He's like, I'm gonna go with this guy
2: whether you do or not. He's like he's like I didn't mean to break yeah, he's like I didn't mean to go on and on about him, but I just got taken with him or something like that. Or I'm just like I was just really impressed with him. <laughs> yeah. He knew
0: more about me than you do, and you than me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, Paul didn't like Alan Klein, neither does Glenn Johns. Apparently, um, in the, you find that out in the documentary But um,
2: yeah, neither one of them like, like y- him.
0: Yeah, yeah. But and Glenn Johns had to. I mean, Glenn Johns was the producer of the Rolling Stones, and and Alan Klein was the manager. Right. So, um, but you do find like that it uh, the person that Paul wants to manage him is Lee Eastman, uh, Linda Linda's uh, dad. Right. And so I think there, and he was like a, yeah, I'm sitting here looking at it now. He was like a big businessman in New York. He was close friends and lawyer to William de Kooning. Mm. (laughs) Hmm.
2: Yeah. How weird. And well, that just wasn't going to, you could just tell that they're just like the business side of it was going to kill as much as the, and, and the creative side of it, because, at one point, George flat out tells the other Beatles, "I'm thinking after this, he's like, I got enough beat songs for like the next ten years. So I'm mm-hmm. just gonna do an album." And yeah. John's like, "You mean like by yourself?"
0: He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You know, we could still do whatever, but
0: yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm
2: gonna, I'm definitely gonna do one." Peter
0: Jackson talks about that this moment because he said, "I brought that moment to Paul." Oh, and he said Paul had never seen that footage before. Really? Oh, shit. And Paul said, "And Paul said, if George had ever said that to me, that the things may have went different. He goes, but I definitely felt like they left me.
1: Huh. Right.
0: So, like, yeah. Like, I think I there's, like, I don't, I'm interested to hear why Paul McCartney didn't like all the songs from All Things Must Pass. And part of he it. He obviously
2: have... didn't his eyes, his body language and his face. Yeah. And...
0: His eyes roll at one point when all things get passed. Yeah must pass gets brought up. Huh. Yeah. Right. And that's a fuck god damn it. That's a well, I don't know. Fuck it. That's a beautiful story. Well
2: see, George knew that. Like George knew, knew knew that he had like he had a whole stack of all time bangers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Enough for one album. Yeah. And Paul wasn't gonna be receptive to it, <laughs> then what else can he do? Yeah.
0: Let the boy. I mean, and, and I do think they're smart enough to know this is a job. Like they're making a lot of money as.
2: The oh, deals. they act like it is right. too. Yeah,
0: and so they're not like
2: George actually more than anybody with the equipment and the finances. He was very involved. Oh my god, he's a he's a penny guy. Yeah, he's a penny counter. Yeah, yeah, yeah how much yeah, and does George that Wells. cost over there with yeah. that you know yeah. right right he's like we can't afford that we can't who's that, paying for that EMI, emi
0: or yeah like that guitar that he's playing that telecaster that rosewood telecaster if that was made today the will uh, fender made one two years ago it was exact replica and it and They sold it for twenty thousand dollars, and it, part of it is just the cost of rosewood. It is hundred percent solid rosewood, and and I was sitting here looking at that. And I was like,
1: "Holy shit!"
0: That's a fun. Hmm. and Paul's and John's playing a guitar that uh, at the time you could got for two hundred dollars and can still just get it for six hundred, huh. right? So the exact guitar. So like that's that's the quality of the weird instruments they're playing. Yeah, it's uh, like
2: the mode. Like it's all them. Like, yeah yeah all, it's all them that's 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 the thing and mm-hmm. remember i think on the texting i asked you about the slide guitar remember oh, when yeah. that gets brought brought in and it's kind mm-hmm. of like a novelty so mm-hmm. like in one scene uh a slide guitar is electric a tiny small electric slide guitar is brought in mm-hmm. and uh everybody kind of just looks at it and and then in like 20 minutes later they're recording and john is playing the slide guitar like oh, on old brown shoe or, or something or yes. for you blue i think
0: yeah we for your, your, your no yeah your your blues. Mm-hmm,
2: yeah. your blues yeah and one of and i and i'm like well he he went from like never seeing this thing to playing on the track for all time yeah <laughs> in the span of like 20 minutes mm-hmm. and i yeah. and i asked and i was like is he did he know how to do that like James, in your like as a musician, do you think that he's
0: he's got uh, not really? I mean, he had the concept. Like, like you can like if you learn a guitar, you can kind of learn everything but the cube, but a piano, right? Yeah, he's and he's drums. got the
1: transferable skills to do it just fine. Yeah,
0: yeah. So there's enough to where he could probably figure it out. But like, you know, I think Paul. Like, if as far as just pure musicianship, I think Paul could figure it out faster. <laughs>
1: yeah, right.
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, Paul was the best musician
2: for every instrument in that group, Paul or John said at one point that they really loved that song the your your blues oh uh, oh
0: yeah, That's yeah,
2: good... like they they were like, man, I really like that song I'm like, and it was like the first positive, and you're like six hours into this movie, and it's the first <laughs> positive thing anybody's ever said about a George anything <laughs>
0: yes. yeah, it's so weird, it's so weird how much they dislike his stuff.
2: And yeah. it's obvious. They gave them, and a, they gave and them I, like, one song real estate on an yeah. album. hmm
0: Right, right. And I mean, like, and I guess, like, you know, you think, like, the next album, they they record one more album, Abbey Road, and yeah. it has something. And a lot of
2: that stuff was already in the can. the most
0: recorded album, of the most recorded song of all time, yeah. So... Right, uh, yeah. Yeah, so... He literally had an all timer like sitting. I mean, he plays it.
2: Or he starts playing Frank Sinatra, it Frank Sinatra's favorite Beatles song.
0: Yeah. Yeah. that stuck it to those guys. <laughs> um Yeah. Now I love it. It's 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 quite it's quite good. So, wait, is there anything you want to talk
1: about? <laughs> I feel bad. Way. Uh, no, this was very... I mean, I don't know. I could tell I could tell y'all all the intricacies of uh, Death Stranding and, and about BTs and, <laughs> and... Who gives a fuck? Like, that's all I've been doing. Yeah. I don't have time to do you it, watch, uh, anything. You watch Well, I could watch stuff, but then I might pass out. But not. But like, if I have a controller yeah. in my hands, I usually stay up a little bit easier. And if I'm holding the baby... It
0: is... I can imagine. I don't fault anyone for not liking this show. <laughs> like, because I've recently, like, I found, like, which show? I, uh, the Get Back. Oh, okay. Like, I don't think, like, my, my, uh, sister in law who claims to have literally, she's talked about this in, like, sad terms and, like, sad framing ways. Like, she doesn't have an inner eye. She struggles with, like, creative visualization or 3D huh. imagining. And, like, and so, like, I, th- I feel like it's something that weighs on her. But, like, if you're not someone who's moved by art- the artistic process, this is pretty boring, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, especially if you don't like Beatles
1: songs. Right, right. I, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I we've said before, or I've said, like, y'all are like Beatles Catholics. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I believe in the Beatles but I didn't go to church every week for, I mean, like I might show up on Thanksgiving or on right. Christmas and Easter, but so I know, I know the Beatles well, the, but I was never a Beatles guy. I never went through it. Like I, I never yeah right. wanted to buy John Lennon glasses or pick one or the other. I was like, Oh, whatever. But I mean, the Beatles are like undeniably probably the greatest band of all time. Right. So, I mean, fine.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I right. if, you, if you, if you go pound for pound, yeah, yeah like if you look at their their work like the the bottom half of their 100 greatest songs it's you you still have like 50 of them that are better than most bands top 50 songs yeah I mean as far as the
1: the British invade, like I was the Kinks were I was more of a Kinks guy than a Beatles guy like but I I mean but yeah I mean it's not really like I don't hate the Beatles they're the fucking Beatles and you know (laughs) so there's
0: two songs on Amby Road Uh, John songs that I think sound a lot like Peter Green Fleetwood Mac uh, Sun King and uh, shit another one Uh, maybe maybe She's So Heavy yeah it's She's So Heavy yeah she's so Uh, heavy and um, he at some point goes I was watching. I was watching whatever and Fleetwood Mac was, or it's really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he sings real soft. Oh yeah, he yeah, goes. Yeah. He sings real soft, you know. And then Paul goes, like canned heat, and he goes, no, not like canned heat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I like. Got, that. I could just watch. You got, argue he got pretty incredulous about. Yeah, that. I mean, he's right. <laughs> no, but that's no, because that's, that's how like, not like can't he? That's how we. That's how like people talk to each other though. That that's why it's so. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You're you're just watching these guys be like, Fuck. and and to some degree watching them uh, hide their druggie Like, there's at one point where John pulls out a joint and then sees he's on camera. <laughs> no shit. And then like makes a little face and then, like sticks it back. Right. Uh. It because that was Mal's. Like Mal is an interesting character. I, I, I got interested in Mal when I when I watched this, because he was a, a what his life story is. He's a roadie, or he was a yeah. doorman. He was a, like a doorman for a club in Liverpool, the Cavern,
1: where the Beatles play. Oh, so he's a procurer. He's he got people there. Weed or hair. He got them their drum. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also got them there before then. He got them their instruments. He was just their guy. Like he would, you know, he was yeah. their roadie guy. You need a guy to get you something. I got a guy.
1: It's it's Mallory. And
0: you got to realize they couldn't fit. Like they, he was just all over them. Like he was like they. He got everything for them. Like from tea to setting up the drum kit, kit to what you know, and um, transcribing I, lyrics, transcribing lyrics and everything. And so when they broke up. He, he tries to like produce, uh, he produces uh, Badfinger Badfinger, which is hmm. Paul signed to Apple Records. He produced their big hit, the No Matter What You Want. And it didn't really work. So when John went, you know, John moved to New York with Yoko, but then he moved to L.A. with another girl. And this is like the yes. bad. This it's is the weekend. worst, his Lost Weekend period. And yes. they should make a movie about this period. Well, Mal was a part of the Lost Weekend. Mal was there. Ringo was there. Um, and Harry Nielsen, and oh man, and <laughs> that was like excessive drunken, like horribleness. But he got through all that, but Mal got murdered by the LAPD for breaking it for while walking while getting into his own home because they thought he was a burglar.
1: Was he black? Oh
2: my god.
0: No, he's white. No, no, I mean, yeah, he's a giant he like a white muppet. dude, though. He yeah. Like yeah, he looks
1: like a muppet. I mean, I hate that I have to ask that uh, question, but I mean, as a guy who hasn't watched it yet, but like, yeah, no, 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 LAPD murdered a guy no. for getting into his house.
0: Clearly, when Billy Preston, <laughs> when <laughs> Billy Preston comes to this room, you could tell the Beatles are not used to being around a black guy, <laughs> mm-hmm. they want him to think they're so
2: cool. Oh, yeah, I think John starts talking yeah, about, they're like, not bad for a guy from North. The soul doesn't come as easy for a guy from Northern England, oh, okay. you know. <laughs> something. He's saying stuff like that.
0: It, it, Billy, is literally, happy to be there, sure, you can. know, like yeah, yeah, and yeah. This, he yeah, seems yeah. pretty, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Worked out really well for him because he did get it, you know, because he was like, I, we, we signed. He says at some point we signed Billy away from Capitol Records. Hmm. Uh, he's going to release albums for us, and he did. He released two albums off that off of Apple Corps. Yep. But um, but yeah, Mal is uh, yeah. That's a, that's the tragic end of Mal. Mm. Most everybody Damn. else is still alive. Uh, Little Orson's still alive. Uh, Glenn Johns is still alive. <laughs> Producing Ryan Adams' album ten years ago. <laughs> so in the pedal world, there's a camp. There's a I've shared it with you because they're also a YouTube page. But there's a big pedal company called JHS out of Kansas City. They had a weird delay pedal that was really, really popular, but they released it branded as Ryan Adams's pedal. And so like a week later, (laughs) he got canceled for like, like, you know, it's like like being uh, like abusive, right? Sexually abusive. Oh, right. Now. Oh, right. Wait, no. Yeah, oh, right now. yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't like a, he told a dirty joke. Oh, no, it, it was. Like... It wasn't. He wasn't no, canceled no, no, no. for thought crimes. He was canceled for
1: sex crimes. For for criminal acu- accusations. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: so they had to discontinue the pedal, and so it's now one of the most hacked pedals because people <sighs> really liked it. And so, and the company hasn't gotten up to just re-releasing it without his name on it yet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's hilarious So I don't Yeah and so it's one of these Like hack things But yeah Glenn Johns produced One of his albums Damn And a uh, And a, a Combat rock By The Clash Oh Oh good. Whoa. And okay. every good And the, every good Stones album And only the good Stones <laughs> uh, hmm. Yeah uh, Stuff. Yeah And Yeah
2: Alright Anything else? No, no. I think I'm gonna turn in. That was a good. That was good though. Yeah, no, I enjoyed was... unpacking. Get back.
1: Same here. Maybe, maybe yeah. I'll watch it now. I mean, I mean, you should. I want to. I'm. I, no, I'm not against watching it. I'm just. I don't. I uh, yeah. What I need to do. Well, yeah. I got a lot of stuff I need to do.